You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. I hope you're having a positive Employment Rights Week. Now, this week, we should have been continuing our series, looking in detail at the different types of paid and unpaid leave that you may be entitled to receive at work. However, this week, we're interrupting our schedule because we have breaking news on the government's replacement for the coronavirus job retention scheme. This week, the government has introduced the new job support scheme, which is the scheme that will replace the coronavirus job retention scheme, which is scheduled to come to an end on the 31st of October 2020. This new job support scheme has kind of been squeezed out of the government, because the government for many weeks had told employers that there would not be a follow-on scheme. However, with the acute loss of jobs which COVID-19 has caused, currently standing at over 750,000 jobs, that figure being reported by the Financial Times on the 11th of August 2020, the government was faced with little choice but to replace the job retention scheme or risk as many as 6 million jobs, especially in the face of this current second spike. Now, the main thrust of the job support scheme, or the JSS, is to bring people back to work from furlough but on shorter hours by giving employers an alternative to making people redundant. The JSS will offer employers an opportunity to be able to pay workers for working shorter hours across their normal weekly working hours. The JSS can also be used to reduce the working hours of people who have already gone back to work and that is intended to support businesses to spread out their cash flow along longer periods of time and to provide an alternative to dismissing workers and making existing workers redundant. The role of the Treasury in all of this will therefore be that of helping employers to top up the salaries of workers who are working shorter hours. And this is what will be done via the job support scheme. Now, the key differences between the job retention scheme and the job support scheme is the rate of pay you would have received. The job retention scheme, if you will remember, it allowed your employer to claim a grant that covered up to 80% of your wages, up to a limit of 2500 a month. And the whole of that figure, that 80%, was covered by the government. Your employer could choose to fund the missing 20% of your salary, but there was no legal responsibility or obligation 
on your employer to do this. And instead, workers were eligible to make applications to universal credit to top up the 20% if they qualified. That benefit being a means-tested benefit, which you could claim to top up your salary. The job support scheme is now slightly different to the job retention scheme. And that's what we're going to look at now as I take you through the key differences between the original job retention scheme, which was really what we called furlough, and the new job support scheme, which is intended to bring workers back to work. So the key points you need to be aware of are, firstly, the job support scheme will come into effect on the 1st of November 2020 and will last for a period of six months, which will take us up to the 30th of April 2021. The second point is that businesses do not need to have furloughed employees in the coronavirus job retention scheme to be eligible for the job support scheme. And that decision was made to leave the way clear for employers to reduce the working hours of existing workers by transferring them onto the job support scheme. So you could well be a furloughed worker receiving 80% of your salary and then find yourself transferred over onto the job support scheme. Or you could be a worker who is back at work and then find yourself working reduced hours on the job support scheme. The third point to note is that the job support scheme will allow employers to introduce short time working which means that employers can bring you back from furlough for fewer hours than your normal working hours. And that would maintain the current flexible furlough arrangement where employers could ask you to work for any number of small hours and then furlough you for the remaining hours. So we still have a similar sort of thing within the new job support scheme, except that the extent of the short time working is much more pronounced. So if the employer decides to bring you back from furlough onto the job support scheme, your employer must be able to provide you with a minimum of one third of your usual working hours for the government support available under the job support scheme. The fourth point to note, and this is important, it's that for the hours that you work, your employer must pay you your full pay. So if you work 30 hours, your employer must pay you full pay for the 30 hours, not the government. If you work six hours, your employer must pay you full pay for all the hours you work. Then, for every hour that you don't work, which is part of your contract of employment, your employer and the government will each pay one third of your usual pay. So, just looking at an example here, let's say you're contracted for 36 hours per week and under the job support scheme, you now only work 12 hours per week. 
your employer would be responsible for paying you your full pay for the 12 hours per week that you work. Now, for the remaining 24 hours that make up your 36 hours per week, you will only receive two thirds of your pay made up of your employer only paying you for a third of those 24 hours, which is eight hours, and the government also paying you for a third of those hours, which would be another eight hours. So in total, you would receive 28 hours weekly pay instead of your full 36 hours. 12 hours that you work paid at the full rate and then a third of the remaining hours paid for by the government and the second third paid for by your employer. The other point to note here is that the government's one third payment will be capped at £697.92 per month. So where the cap doesn't apply, you will get 77% of your usual pay. Now remember, under the old job retention scheme, it was 80%. So in real terms, you're losing at least 3% of your pay as compared to the old job retention scheme. And that's only if your pay comes in below the government cap of £697.92 per month as the total amount of the third of your hours that the government will pay for. If the total of the third of your pay that the government is paying comes to more than six hundred and ninety seven ninety two, then you are in fact going to be more than three percent worse off. The fifth point to note is that if your employer uses the job support scheme, your employer will not be able to make you or any employee receiving support under the scheme redundant. The sixth point to note is that if your employer is intending to use the scheme, your employer still needs to discuss the changes with you and seek your agreement to the changes. Because in effect, what's happening is that this is a change to your working pattern and to your salary. And in effect, we are therefore talking about a change to the terms and conditions of your contract. And that is important. If you agree to this change, you need to have clarity that this change will only be in place for six months. That's up to the 30th of April 2021 under the job support scheme. And that is a really important point for you to note. You should not be forced to agree it for any longer than that period of time. Now, after the job support scheme is withdrawn, we don't really know what's going to happen. And I guess we'll have to wait for a government directive on that to prevent employers from retaining the terms and conditions of that scheme after the scheme ends. Because if we don't get a government directive, then you can almost foresee that employers might just try to retain you on these terms and conditions in a more permanent way 
when you have really only agreed to work with those terms and conditions on a temporary basis. So we do need to keep our eye on that. And here at Employment Rights Online, we will also keep an eye on that and we'll produce a podcast episode when we know more information. So make sure you stay linked to the podcast. Now, in terms of the change in your terms and conditions of contract so that the job support scheme can be applied to your hours of work, how much scope you have to disagree with your employer's plans will be a matter of discussion because it's likely that your employer will be using the scheme to avoid making you redundant, meaning that it's likely that the alternative to you not agreeing to the changes in your terms and conditions under the scheme could likely result in you being made redundant. Because remember, the scheme is largely being put in place to create shorter working hours so that more workers can be kept on by the employer and given reduced pay. So if you don't want to remain at work and receive 77% of your salary or your wages, then the general view is that the alternative may well be redundancy. One point that is yet to be clarified is whether you will still be eligible to claim universal credit to cover the shortfall in your wages. The likelihood is that you will still be able to do this, but it's absolutely certain that the normal means testing processes will be applied. Now, we'll put a link in the show notes which will take you to a support page where you can find out how your earnings might affect your right to claim universal credit. And hopefully that will give you a steer as to whether or not you will be able to qualify because the calculations can get a little bit complex. So the page will give you some information and you'll be able to input your figures and then get a steer as to whether or not you would qualify and therefore whether or not it's worth you applying. And that's it for this week. It was important to bring you this important change because it could be coming to a workplace near you pretty soon. And you could find yourself in a position where even though your employer may have brought you back to work on full-time hours, the job support scheme gives employers the option of varying your terms and conditions for six months to reduce the hours you work and put you on short-term working. And that's the key point that we want to get across in this week's episode. So it's important that you at least know the basics of how the new job support scheme will be applied. We hope you find something useful this week that you can work with and that will give you a steer so that you are armed with at least basic information should your employer approach you with suggestions about adopting this scheme. Remember to let others know we are here by sharing our content and leaving us a review about the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening and where you can leave a review. The more we highlight the podcast, the more people we reach 
and the more people we can help. And we'd also love to know your views about the podcast. So a review from you would really help us. So until next week, we'll meet here again to continue to update you about everything to do with employment rights and the job. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Have a great week.